so yeah, my name is Tay Mukunya Oundo, recently Oundo, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Nature Lock Foods in Kenya. And we're a, a young company that started off. This, 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 is, this is Diversified, diversified game, 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 game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I have the queen of snacks. Yes, Queen Ondo. She's going to give us the game all the way from Kenya about her nature lock healthy snacks. I'm going to put that, and I'm going to emphasize that because that's the way that I read it. When I saw her interview on how we made it in Africa, we always thank them for doing good stories, and we always like to talk and try not to repeat anything that anybody else said, because you can go read that story. Links will be in the description box, God willing, but she's going to give us the game on how she took a traditional healthy food and has it for a snack that maybe one day we can get in America, because we know we need more healthy food. We don't get enough of it. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Great. I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for a good introduction. Oh, you are so welcome. You are so welcome. You know, you don't know this, but we actually have partnered with tour companies to bring 30 people to Kenya and we're doing another tour in November. So I want people to like really check out those of those guests who are coming to Kenya with us so they can be on the lookout for your healthy snacks and really get a taste of Africa. Can you tell the people though, because I'm sure this business was just given to you already made in a box. You know, the money was already given to you, the process, the strategy. I'm being, you know, funny, you guys. Um, but let the people know when this idea came to you and how you put it together. Wow, when this idea came to me, I think it was, it was, okay, let me start from where I started. And um, I, I, I didn't know that I was going to be an entrepreneur. And, and I, I was straight from college, went to work at a cigarette company and, and I had my drive going. I was ready for, you know, impact, uh, self-impact. But when I started looking at, at the, my community and looking at my aunties, my uncles who are farmers uh, in the rural areas, it wasn't, it, it looked so easy from my end. Why can't you get your products to market? Why, why can't you preserve them? Why can't you think about it? And, and as I, my father is a professor at the university and he was a professor, he's now retired. And he'd work with, with um, groups developing food food systems for them. And so he kept challenging me, oh, Tay, why are you selling cigarettes and you could help these women sell their products and they're doing value addition. And this is over 10 years ago, huh? And, and so I thought, okay, you know what? I'm not enjoying the rat race that much. I feel the bug to go and do something different. And so I jumped. I jumped out of a nice plum growing a job at, at, um, at a cigarette company. And I thought, let me just go for this. And I'd done my calculations. I was going to be, a, at that time, we talked about being a millionaire. Now we're not millionaires, pocket change. But <laughs> so 
So I thought, ah, yeah, I did my back of the envelope calculations and I got started and rebranded uh, a women's group products and, and set it off. And I started off as a business called Azuri, but that took long. I realized I needed to know much more. I needed to be my own HR, be my own accountant, be my own everything and still make money. And that was difficult and also have impact and influence. And I wanted to take all of what the, the women's groups had and convert it into products. But they also needed help. They also needed training. They also needed guidance. And I didn't have all those things. So my journey started then, but my end passion was always to have an impact, create impact and make products that are healthy. And I watched my grandma taking some of the porridges I used to make, and she lived to be 112 years old. And her last five years, she just drank my porridge. She would eat a vegetable-based porridge and she'd like it. It's the only thing she knew. And that was inspiring. And so I, I ran that business for 12 years and, and waiting to be an exporter for dried fruits. And that was, that was my inspiration at that time because the bigger I got, the more impact and influence I would have on farmers. That's what I thought. But, the, but two things happened. Two things happened over my journey. That, that, were, were, that collided. First was, I got a really good partner or, or buyer from the Netherlands who, was, who brought in a technology that made a difference. Oh, it was mind-boggling and it could make dried fruit uh, using my process. And it was such a simple technology, I was, I was inspired. So we started developing fruit, fruit smoothies that would be exported to the Netherlands. Then the second big thing that happened, COVID happened. And so both the Dutch company and my company, whoa, took a nosedive and we thought, okay, we've got to rework this. And as, as we looked at the technology process and how successful it was already with, with what we had developed and done product development with, we started the journey to, to work out what about impact? My business partner now is um, called Wilco Vermeer and he's Dutch. He's worked in so many companies across, across the globe, developing food factories. And for him, and, and the same for me, we had the inspiration to make impact and look for food that would be consumed locally by, by Kenyans. And, and what did we see around? We saw a lot of malnutrition, a lot of hunger, a lot of kids going to school without uh, a decent meal. And we picked the, is the, 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 the hardest thing to produce, but very nutritious, mung beans, green grams. And we thought, let's, let's, let's cook that. Let's mix it up with vegetables, a lot of tomatoes, a lot of carrots, onions, and it tastes good and dry that. And the technology is able to dry any, any mixes. You could, you could go into fish, you could go into meats, you could go into fruits. We picked mung beans to start with. They're really healthy. And once made into a delicious recipe, um, they, they could be, they would be unlocked with water to get back the same recipe. And that would be up to even a year. And so that's how we got on board and we started that off and, and we, we built a factory. We put up a factory together in um, last year, early last year. And so between his experience and mine, 
we were able to do that pretty fast and to amass a network of, of farmers, get um, the market up and ready, get investors and get the interest. But the interest first and foremost was in a really good product and food system solution that was going, we feel and we know it's going to be um, a disruption to the food systems for Africa. So when we scale it up in Kenya and, and get the kids eating it, get women eating it, um, people who just need that good nutrition, then we're off. And we're going to develop a lot, other, a lot of other products in the pipeline and ranging from weaning foods for babies. They, they'll cost a fraction of what weaning food would cost because the technology also allows for, for a really good price point. And, and then we, we go right into herbs and, and delicate um, fruits and, and berries and spices. There's, there's so much to do. And all of it at an excellent price point for the, the low-income consumers in Kenya and in Africa. Maybe Tell I should the stop people. there. Yeah, yeah, because you, you have said a lot. And I want to make sure people, you know, fully get that with your partnership. And, you, you know, you got some, some venture capital. And, and somebody who knew how to build factories. How was that process? Was it intimidating? Was it a, I know you said it was quick, but how was the process of, I'm going to actually put this factory together. I'm going to be responsible for so many people's jobs. I'm going to have to make sure the farmers don't raise the price on me out of nowhere because they know now I kind of need them. That process mentally, how was that? Yeah, for real, <laughs> it was it was scary. It was scary, and both of us, uh, Wilco and I, didn't anticipate how fast it would grow and and how intense it would be. And um, just speaking myself and my background, I was I started from my dad's backyard. In in, in a, I converted his garage and said, "Dad, I'm gonna dry my food here." And and going through that and realizing, okay, the backyard's too small. Let me go and build a little processing plant on my own and I went to a space out of town and thought I'd done a really great job building this little plant but with this and what we've done now it's so much larger I'm, I'm, I'm running a team of 50 people and and we're scaling up by the end of the year we should be 100 people and so the growth has been has been interesting and rapid but the what's inspiring and what keeps us really moving and, and motivated and not tiring out is because now we have the chance to do the things that we couldn't do because either we didn't have um, the, the, the access to, to finance. And so we couldn't have people paid well, people paid according to market rates and standards. We couldn't have a daycare. We couldn't, we didn't think before when I was running my own business, a daycare was out of, was out of my visibility, but now we have our, our staff kids playing in, in their little daycare and, and it's so much fun to just hang out with them every time you feel like you need a break. And um, then farmers, we're taking what it, it would be, they would have going to waste. So it's not about them putting up their prices just to get something out of it. It's what we are giving them relief for what they could have lost if they didn't have it put into our process. And then the consumers, much as they're not really concerned at the moment on nutrition, 
it's just a good meal, then we are able to, to provide it at a price point that they can now start to pick a good tasty meal at an affordable price. And, and it's working. So it's a win-win for everybody. And, and so finally, let's say um, you, you can have local farmers feed um, communities that don't have access to food in Kenya, in Africa. That's big. It's huge. And, and, and what process are you in being able to put those products on Jumia and then Amazon so the rest of us can taste some of that deliciousness? Yeah. So as, as we're going, um, we're going to partner with, with a, a, I won't talk about who it is now that um, will take us to the market and to the shelves. But it's an international company, um, locally based, that that wants to to take over the brand. We have a brand called Tuesday, and that the first product we delivered was um, was a stew. So it's it's a, a mung bean stew, and we can make stews a stew line out of that. And we're going to have beans. We're going to have um, vegetables. We're going to have a whole series of stews um, for that line. And, and when we hand that over to somebody who can accelerate the marketing and, and distribution, it allows us to go back to the drawing board and develop other lines of products. So we're going to go into soups. We're going to get that, that um, baby winning food product program going and just develop as many lines of, of different solutions that we can. And we are also able then to focus on nutrition. So, yeah, it's going to, to answer your question, it's going to come. It's going to come soon, and, and we have partnerships that are forming on that. Now, what about partnerships with influencers? I represent influencers in Kenya and, of course, you know, America. And so they'll say, hey, I want to be the face of that. Um, have you looked at the influencer marketing and how that could impact sales in Kenya and globally? We have started um, feeling it. I mean, it's so there's so much to do and, and so many things to, to look at and understand. And um, what we're looking at is um, influencers like foodies, people who will make recipes and, and convert our products into new things and new ideas. And product development is a big part of what we're going to be and how we're going to do this. So we haven't yet figured out how that will work because it's already... Um, so vast. And I, I think from, from what we already feel, um, utilization or understanding or getting into the space of healthy food, what does it look like? It doesn't have to be yuck. It doesn't have to be unattractive. It doesn't have to be um, that it is expensive. So we are transforming that space to an, an influencers. I'd love to use influencers from that angle on nutrition and good health and make it fun. Well, good health is a great thing. Good taste and good health is even even better. And that's where I think, you know, influencers, you know, from Kenya and again, globally to say, wow, I have to have this. Like our worlds are getting larger at the same time, getting smaller to the point where we here now have in the States, you can order from restaurants, 
wherever in the States and they'll ship to you, which for somebody like me, that's a beautiful thing. And I'm like, why can't it be global? Right. Um, and, and more people, once you get to Kenya, people fall in love, you know, whether it's the Kapinski or if you're in Mombasa, people say, Oh, I don't want to leave here. And yep. the food, the food too can be, you know, uh, it's delicious and addicting. Where do you see, you know, is this going to be only made in Kenya or do you see yourself expanding to the, you know, to the Europe's, to the Americas and letting, you know, having like places and offices all over or is the food so rich in Kenya, you can't, you know, copy it somewhere else because of the ingredients and restrictions on, you know, different things. You know, um, what it is is that it can go anywhere in the world because the technology is versatile, but we want to do it where it matters the most. And, and um, in as much as we're, able, we're, we're talking about good food, good living, we want to have real solutions for not only Kenyans, but African countries and, and those countries where there's pockets of people needing nutrition. And so we want to take, and then there's, there's hundreds and hundreds of smallholder farmers who, who just eke a living and they need to make a better living out of, of their farming. And so if we connect that and, and get, get all the farmers on board to supply to this, this um, solution, and then we give that food and provide it to where it's needed, then it feeds the masses. I mean, I see a, a world where we do not have to beg for food. We feed ourselves. And so if it works in Kenya, it's going to work in Tanzania and Uganda. It's going to work all over Africa. And the recipes are just going to be uh, tailored to the country that they're from. So it's, it's going to be fun to do it because every country will have its own flavors, its own taste. And yes, that doesn't stop the products from going to other countries, but they can also first start creating real solutions at home. All right. Now, this sounds sounds great. And it's I'm glad that you have capital. Um, I, I, I shout out, you know, uh, the Lions at Lions Den in Kenya. Olive, how you doing? Um, you know, if if only like the Lions Den and all the different places in the Shark Tank collab and we have like one great show, you know, wouldn't you love to be on something like that and you get to pick from all these people and the brand awareness? That's the world that I live in and I hope everybody else lives in where you're watching shows from everywhere and, and just tapping in. Tell the people, you know, things are going well, well, the best is yet to come. What is a community give back? that you are doing or that you would like to do in the future? Um, gosh, there's so many things. Um, what, what, what we are doing and want to do more of is um, bring, bring, the, bring the gender balance that um, especially like COVID, COVID really had it rough on women, especially um, single moms and, and women who just didn't have a chance because now you have to take care of your family. And, and so getting a job is not that easy. And so we want to, to bring them back to work and come back to work with your kids, just come back to work and continue with your career. So that's, that's something that's, that's extremely inspiring and possible to do. And um, 
and and bring back the confidence that that the world wants you and needs you and loves you just the way you are and so that's that's a big inspiration for us and we'd like that to be modeled across all the facilities that we we develop across the country and and we want um our factories because we will we are already setting up um many units across the country to just do what we're doing have have the them hire people who who would who would be able to to just have the same theme and have the same culture so we're setting a trend and and that will be great to have can you talk about when you're talking about setting a trend when you put the daycare together um can you give some a, a range of what that really cost you as an entrepreneur because amazon the googles like i remember when tech companies started to do that and people were like what you could do what and it was like yeah take care of your people so you can make sure that they can work and they don't have to rush out and be stressed but many entrepreneurs think that man that's going to cost me you know millions of shillings or millions of dollars can you give a range of what that could cost a, a small startup you know that is making some money or has venture capital like i'm sure that's not the bulk of your money or you wouldn't do it but i'm sure it makes you more money so educate the people please you know um it it, it costs it costs okay what it costs maybe is um a room you need to create a room and then you need to hire a nanny um those are the main costs if your if your facility has a cost and then we put a wallpaper a nice gay wallpaper gaily uh, um brightening the room and a few um uh, beds a few little beds and and um just follow the instructions on how um daycares work so how many children per per minder what is the age group and honestly in kenya or generally everywhere you don't need a license for a daycare because it's not a school it's a place where kids come and their mothers can can hang out with them and breastfeed them and take care of them so that you don't have to separate them so it's 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 fun to do it's really fun to do and how much does it cost to feed a baby <laughs> it 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 it's not and they eat our food too and so their inspiration and and the biggest part of it is that the women are comfortable they're content and they're happy because their their babies are next to them are near them and they are they are in good care and what happens the alternative for daycares especially where we have the communities we have um the kids don't get that much good care there's no access to good care good water good food people who love them minders who love them and of course their moms just around the corner or their dads for that matter and and so that that gives a lot it's worth it and what a blessing to be in africa where you don't have to have a license for everything even for certain states you need a license to braid hair in america so this is why you guys you can create a business in a place like kenya which is beautiful you know it's as busy as new york if you like that or you can go out to other parts where it's a little more laid back like it is here in south florida um the people hear your story but they say i want a book 
I want a course. Teach me how you did it. Are you, do you have any plans to write a book or maybe have a, a, a course or, you know, you, you have uh, certificates and degrees from places like Cornell University. Um, are you replicating the game so people can buy into, you know, how you made it and how you're going to keep going up? Well, um, okay. At the moment, I haven't created something or thought to. I think life is accelerating so fast. I keep a diary, <laughs> no, but honestly, there's there's a lot to share. I share. I have mentees and and people I I mentor and talk to. Maybe that's not enough because it's it's a small um, number of people. I'll I'll put that into mind. Yeah. Well, it's always enough if you're doing what you, you know, you're doing what you can do. And for all, you know, people will try to, you know, suck the energy out of you or you have to do what's in your purpose or, you know, you might be a person who, you know, you might have a Will Smith effect on people if they say the wrong thing to you. So you're, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. I just I have to ask those questions because we'll get off this conversation. I'll air this and people will ask me all these questions I'm asking you, even they'll ask if I wanted to invest, how much of an investment would I have to, you know, put in? And then when could I get my return? Because you have many people from the West thinking Africa is cheap when done wrong, Africa can be very expensive. So, you know, and they think bringing their dollars, oh, I could buy up a whole village with, you know, $10,000. And maybe you could, but the village ain't going to have much on it. So if you're open for investment, you can briefly tell people and where they can go to find out more details and, and you know, what investment looks like and what return looks like. Well, um, I think it's so varied. It, it must be a conversation because like for us, yes, we are looking to expand and so bring on board more investors. And, and um, we're, from our perspective, we look at um, patient capital and patient capital is, is, is money that, that you, you can, the person who's investing in can wait and they can wait because they want to see the impact. They want to see the effects of, our ideas materializing. And sometimes to get that done takes a little time. And so patient capital will be what, five to seven to 10 years. And, and um, so that instead of taking out from the business, the, the profit or, or the dividends, then you plow that back and impact more people. So that is how then our kind of investment for, our, for what we are doing works for us. And, and um, so if it's accelerated, because if it was all about making money quickly, then we'd do the business differently and we'd model it differently. It would still work and it's, it's okay to, to want to make money out of your business only. But I think um, for us, our choice is to, to have a lot of social impact incorporated so that it takes a little longer to influence people's lives. But at the end of the day, we still make a good profit. Well, once you become an entrepreneur and you, you know, figure out what your, you know, your purpose and your strategy, many entrepreneurs then start opening up other businesses. So are you looking at maybe opening up with your food, maybe restaurants, chains of restaurants or any other businesses 
out, you know, that deal with food or outside of food because you know systems now and you've proven that you you can, you know, you can win. So what what are any other business plans or ideas? I think the biggest thing we want to do because this this business is so consuming, it's got so many facets to it. We want to open factories. We want to be, make because uh we have the ability to make it bigger and have huge factories that have um food that can go into um emergency aid aid relief and food programs like that for the countries that we're in and and also as we scale even on retail products we're, we're talking about massive scale because these are products that are uh, for the mass markets so scale is is important so we want to open up factories and then we can also scale down. We can make our same factory as small as um, a, a, a container-sized unit that will then serve farmers in the rural areas. And we have off-grid um, drying facilities for this. So we want to have both. We want to have everything and, and put that up so that we can spread what we're doing into different communities, upwards and downwards as well. No, that that's great. And we need more factories. We, you know, uh, I always tell people this Chinese, do they have to make everything for you to believe that it could work? You know, um, put it, putting the, the, the factories is, is crucial in us making something. We have to make things people with making things. And, you know, I, I want you to leave the people with where they can connect with you, if they say they want to have that conversation about investment, where they should go. So, and you guys come with a serious plan. Just don't come saying, uh, well, I heard, uh, you know, I had Ugali and it was good. No, don't do that. Just, you know, come with a serious plan, but let the people know where they can find you if they want to, you know, further their education on your business. Yeah. We have a website. We're active on, on Instagram, um, Facebook, um, Twitter. But um, our, our website is um, naturelawfoods.com. And, and we have lots going there as well. So we can be found there. Or write to me on my email. <laughs> okay, email. Well, you guys do some, look at the links in below and you can, you can find her if you want to find her. There's information. I'm not giving you personal information, but if you read that article at howwemadeitinafrica.com, you will see her email is right there. But I want you to, like I say, do your research and get educated. As always, people, whether you are watching and thank you for kicking up our YouTube numbers, majority of you are listening on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, and our latest partner at AYV Radio in Freetown, Sierra Leone, Salon Bobo over here. I want you guys to make sure you guys share the game. It will change somebody's life. Be blessed. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifyGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.